0: Hey, everybody. John Fenn here. Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. We're a house church network. I hope you'll visit our website and, uh, sign up for my weekly thoughts and, and, uh, E-newsletter, that's where we put anything prophetic that the Lord gives me where we put notice of our our uh, uh meetings, uh Zoom meetings, things of that nature. And you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly email that comes out on Friday mornings US time, and it's a short teaching uh on a variety of different subjects, and it's it's well grounded and balanced, and I think you'll you'll find it a blessing. C W-O-W-I.org. Being a house church network and having doing this coming up on 20 years, it's interesting to see. How, uh, When the Lord appeared to me in November 4th of 2001, and I asked him why he wanted me to do this, he had told me, I want you to start a house church and a house church network and structure it in such a way to facilitate the development of house churches around the world. When I asked him how to why he wanted me to do that, he said, it's against a time to come. Be a resource for them, for it's against a time to come and i've seen some of that I think we're even here we are twenty years later almost almost twenty years old twenty years later next month it'll be twenty years uh, since we actually started january of 02. and um it's just amazing to me about how we see house church just exploding all over the world, and certainly our network has been uh, inundated with with requests because of COVID, because churches shut down and everything, and now they're getting back together. And a lot of people don't want to go back to the auditorium. So the question always arises, what does leadership look like? You know, and, and most, most people will run when they hear the word leadership, they've been burned so much. But I, I want to set it back in context because the New Testament was written by apostles doing church in the house to people doing church in the house. And, and for years, unfortunately, uh, you know, people have lifted the New Testament out of the house context and tried to put it into an auditorium. And that's why you end up with such a mess, why churches are political. It, it, it's in a context that the New Testament never intended. All of the New Testament was in the context of the home and among family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers, that's how they met. They kept it simple. Acts 2.42, they were in, in teaching, fellowship, food, and prayer. Uh, those simple elements, taking care of one another, watching out for one another, sharing what Christ in, in me and Christ in you are doing. Uh, very informal that way. So what does it look like? How do you organize this? What does leadership look like? Well, first off, it's very organic. And, and I hate to use that term, except to say this, that in Paul's day, when he wrote the New Testament, the, the, the the words that we have now, like deacon, the translators chose to uh, to ing, to Anglicize that to translate that from what it was. The word deacon merely means servant or serving, diaconia, in the Greek, and it and so instead of just saying uh, if anyone wants to serve in the body of Christ. They they took they they anglicized it and turned it into the word deacon. And that has become a title. That has become a, a a something on the business card. Same with bishop, apostle, all these different things, when in fact they are merely words that describe function. And what they end up with, if you look at First Timothy chapter three, what it ends up with with this, Paul is saying essentially that the three categories they have to be one who wants to to rise in leadership, to be involved, needs to be stable in life, stable in character, stable in their faith. And stable in life, stable in character, stable in faith. Those are the three elements. If you look at 1 Timothy 3, you look at what he wrote to Titus, you sum it all up, it falls into those three categories. And it's confirmed elsewhere, for instance, like in Acts 20, 28, and different things of that nature. But, but what does a leader look like? Okay, they, these are people, when you meet in a house church, there's always a core group of people that are, I want to say the leaders. They are the ones who open up their homes. They are the ones who, who are eager to, to rotate and participate. And, and oftentimes the host will also be the lead host or hostess, whoever's leading that week or hosting that week will often be the leader. They'll just share what Christ is saying in them. First Corinthians 14, 26, Paul said, how is it, brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm, which is a uh, worship as a category teaching. Uh, again, something the Lord's taught you or something you've learned, Uh, revelation, which is something the Lord recently showed you, or tongues and interpretation, moving of the gifts of the Spirit. So he says, when you come together, you've got all these things. So someone, let's say somebody hosts it. What does it look like? What what does the leadership look like? They are the people who are stable in life in character and faith. Now, those are the ones who will naturally uh, become the core because they are stable in those areas, they are able to invest in others uh, and open up their homes and provide maybe a snack food or maybe, you know, every church meeting is a potluck type of thing. Uh, there's no wrong way to do it from that standpoint, except normally when you have people into your home, you, you have at least some, some refreshment, you know, some very light refreshments or something like that. That's pretty typical. And that's what we see in Acts 2.42. They were in the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking a bread, which is food and prayer. So teaching, fellowship, prayer, and food all just go together. So whoever's hosting and and oftentimes not always will a host also lead, but oftentimes that's the way it works out. Well around that core you've got people who aren't aren't able or are wanting to host. Um it, sometimes it's it's a matter of just the physics of the thing. You know, they're in a in an apartment or a flat and they've got like two parking spaces in there. Uh, apartment community, and they don 't have room for for eight or ten cars to park you know things of that nature sometimes a person can 't host because uh, they don't feel character wise they don 't feel uh, mature wise they 're not not comfortable with inviting people into their home all that 's fine, but around those those people kind of orbit around because there will be a core group who will open their homes, who, who will, who are stable enough in life, character, and faith that they can help others. And around them will be a bunch of others who, who aren't hosting or aren't leading and they don't maybe desire to, or maybe they will later, maybe three months, six months, a year down the road, they'll feel comfortable with saying, okay, if so and so can host, then, then I've got something on my heart to share today. But the core of that will be those, those couples. And sometimes it's two or three couples, uh, and they they become the pastors. In fact, biblically defining them, they would be the pastors. They are the ones who who open their homes, who who are concerned about the people. They are the ones who are willing to take the phone call or to maybe, hey, I noticed so and so suffering lack. Let's let's uh take an offering and and help somebody here pay their bill. They are the people who naturally are outwardly focused. There are people you're going to find in house church who are inwardly focused. And like I said, maybe they're not in a position to host. Maybe, maybe it is there are too many little kids in that house church for uh, a couple to host because their, their house isn't childproofed. Maybe it's parking. Maybe it's whatever the, the homeowners association rules of, of that nature, something like that. A, a variety of reasons, but there will always be that core and the core becomes the pastors or, or demonstrates pastoral gifts and graces because they do open up their homes they do uh they are quick to involve themselves in others if somebody has need of hope you know the founding one of the founding verses the lord gave me for, for us anyway church that was international c w o w i.org second corinthians 124 where paul said not that we would have dominion over your faith but we're helpers of your joy for by your own faith you stand And that's how we function. That's how we function. We perceive the grace in others, and we help them. And so uh, in Acts 20, 28, Paul is talking to elders. Uh, The word elder just means old men. He's just gathering a a group of of people, of men in this case, who are stable in uh, life, character, and faith. And he says this, he said, take heed to yourselves, and to the flock which the Lord has made you overseers. And that's the thing about leaders. They take they take heed to themselves and to the flock. they have this in them that they're not only serious about their faith, they're also serious about others. They take heed to themselves and to the flock acts, acts uh, uh, what did I say 2028. 20, and so you look at that and you, and you and you realize and, he, and what does Paul tell them he says tend the sheep and tend means not just to feed but it means from from birth to death it means taking care of them. And so these people have it in their hearts automatically. He says he says take heed to yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. The leaders are the people who realize that they they take heed to themselves, they're serious about their faith. They're stable in life, character, and faith. And and they they have a heart for others and tend to the flock, and they're aware it's the Holy Spirit that's tying it all together, that's prompting them, that's moving them. And folks, let me say this about about the, that definition of leaders of stability and life faith and and character um, is that you can have that among teenagers. you can have that among children. You look at a group of teenagers in fact we've had we've had house churches a couple of house churches that were led by teenagers, teenage house groups under the under the authority of their parents. Teenage house churches, and and why is that? Because there were a certain group of teenagers who were, for their level of life and their season of life as teenagers, are stable in faith, character, and life, and they're the ones who said, "Hey, mom, dad, can I open up my home on Friday nights? Have a pizza party, maybe play some video games, and bring my my friends in here, and we'll have a Bible study and talk and discussion and prayer." And and we've had lot, we've had several house churches be that way, uh, do that. So you you look at a group of children playing. Who is the one who gets who settles the fight? Who's the one who goes to get mom and dad? You'll see that those are the leaders. And for where they are, maybe a 10 year old, but they're stable in life, faith, and character. And so you can't be religious about, about this thing. Oh, this is a deacon and get a little name tag. Paul is talking about these people function within a home gathering. What does leadership within that home gathering look like? And they are just people who are stable in life, stable in character, stable in faith for where they are in their season of life. And men and women, we know men and women because he mentioned in Romans 16.1, he mentions Phoebe, who was a deaconess or a servant of the church at Centria. We know that that Lydia led a house church in in uh, Philippi. We know that in Colossians four fifteen, he mentions a woman named Nymphus, uh, Colossians four fifteen. We know that there was Priscilla and Aquila mentioned six times as hosting uh, church and being leaders when they lived in Rome and then when they lived in Ephesus. And four out of the six times, Priscilla is mentioned first. Tradition says she was a, a, a gifted leader and the main speaker, a gifted teacher, excuse me. So there's lots to go on here, but I want to put you at ease that when you're talking about leadership in house church, it's very natural, it very much flows along family lines, but it can be summed up in those who are stable in life, stable in character, stable in faith. Uh, no matter what season of life and age, chronologically they are, they have that stability in them. They are the ones who tend to form the core of a house church and and minister to others, have a heart, because in Acts 20, 28, as Paul said, take heed to yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers and tend the flock, that is, take care of the flock. That's the pastoral gift, and they come from all walks of life, no matter what they do for a living, but they demonstrate that love and that outward-looking view of faith of relationship-based faith. So I hope this is helpful. Go to our website. You can see some videos about, about question and answer about house church and such. But I'm telling you folks, house church is soon becoming the way to do church in the West, as it is also in Asia, India, et cetera, et cetera. So God bless. Talk to you later.